Hey Saluki fans, this is your men's basketball center, Barrett Benson. You're listening to Saluki Standards, and here's your host, Connor Onion. Hey, Barrett Benson with some great voiceover work, getting us started here on week three of the Saluki Standards podcast. Big thanks to Barrett for that, and uh, thanks for joining us again for week three. We're on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, and you can check out uh, week one and week two with uh, Saluki Athletic Director Liz Jarnigan, and week two is with Saluki Volleyball Coach Ed Allen. This week, of course, Barrett Benson of Saluki Men's Basketball. Been a busy week for Barrett. He's uh, he's kind of done the, the media rounds now. John Locke, SIUSalukis.com, did a, a question and answer with Barrett that was posted uh, on Sunday. And I know Todd Hefferman has something coming out, including Barrett as well, in the Southern uh, coming up this week as well. So uh, busy week for Barrett. If you can't get enough, check out those pieces by John and Todd too. But uh, Barrett is many... Saluki basketball fans know a grad transfer from Northwestern. He led the Wildcats to their first ever NCAA tournament berth in 2017. And and he's been huge, especially during the, the recent seven-game winning streak that the, the Saluki men went on. Had a couple of double-doubles to, to propel the Salukis to a couple big wins during that stretch. And personally, for, for Barrett, it's, it's really hard to find anybody that has anything bad to say about him, whether it's a coach or one of his teammates or, or somebody that's that's worked with him in the past. So really enjoyable conversation again. And here he is, Saluki Center, Barrett Benson on week three of the Saluki Standards Podcast. I, I was watching, uh, I, I found some of your highlights from high school when I was getting ready for this last night. Uh, and I saw an interview that you did with uh, Comcast Chicago. Yep. I noticed uh, you're a little more tame with the hair back then. Yeah, that's when I just started growing it. Um, it was well, that was probably that was my senior year, I think. So I just started growing it at the end of my junior, and then I hadn't got it cut in a long, long time, obviously. Since but, then, uh, last time I got it like shaped up was the, I want to say it was the end of my freshman summer um, at Northwestern. So it's been a while since I actually cut some length off, but obviously keep it tapered on the sides and everything like yeah. that. Why'd you start growing it out? I mean, I just wanted to get a different look. I like my whole life I had like a buzz cut, like real low, and I got a I have a huge head and you can't really tell with my hair. So um I mean it's technically proportionate to my body, but it's it's a it's a large head. Um so with growing the hair out, it kinda balances everything out. It, was it to make you look taller too? Is that is that part I of mean, it at all? Uh it wasn't, but I mean it always it helps. It gives you a couple inches, you know, make the joke that I'm six ten, seven five with the hair. <laughs> you know, so but uh it's initially just uh for a new look and uh, and I like it so I've i stuck with it. Yeah, you uh you got Yao Ming height with the with the hair. Yes sir. Yes sir. <laughs> yeah. Uh let's uh let's get into this a little bit. Um Start with uh, integrity, one of the, the baselines of the Saluki standards. Uh, in sports, a lot of times that's defined as, as doing the right thing when, when nobody's looking. What's an example of, of you doing that throughout your, your basketball career? Um, I think um, with with most things in life, but uh, for this example, obviously basketball, um, integrity is a big thing um, about how far you're going to get in this game um, because you can do all the work when people are watching you. You can go hard in practice you can show up in in front of crowds and work hard but as, if you're not holding yourself to that standard not having that high integrity of when no one's looking when when uh the championships aren't on the line when you're not if, you, if you're not working to that level if you're not holding your teammates accountable as well um there's not gonna be any success and I think that's what we've seen with um this season so far um with a lot of guys holding themselves to that standard and holding each other to that standard um and working when no one's there and getting their extra stuff in on their own 
not even on the court, just treatment and taking care of academics. Our GPA has been great as well. So um, that goes for a lot of things. But I think it's just making sure, like you said, when no one's looking, um, making sure you're holding everyone, uh, including yourself, to that standard. You obviously have a, a lot of physical gifts, you know, being being 6'10". Uh, that's that's one of the physical <laughs> gifts that you have. But, but you've been working at this for a long, long time. Uh, when did it hit you that, that you had to do some of these things on your own to, to make sure you were prepared from – a conditioning standpoint or a skill standpoint to play at this level? Yeah, definitely. Um, I, my, well, my older brother, um, he's four years older than me, played basketball uh, at Hope College um, in Holland, Michigan. And that's someone I've always looked up to my whole life. So his work ethic is something that uh, he taught me how to have have my work, that work ethic, essentially. And then um, when I got to, to college, my freshman year, Northwestern, showing up, um, the, the guy ahead of me, Derek Parton, was a sophomore, 6'8", center at the, uh, at the Big Ten level. Um, and just seeing his work ethic was something that um, showed me how far I had to go and what I had to match if I wanted to be successful um, in general. And it's guys like Derek and, and my uh, my big brother. I see them both as big brother figures, um, but my actual big brother and Derek, um, guys that just consistently worked at it um, and seeing how much success they've had from that and understanding that um, there's going to be people more talented and obviously I'm 6'10", but there's going to be seven-footers with 30-plus-inch verticals who – can dunk whatever you know what I mean like just yeah. unbelievably and have, right. knowing that even if I'm not the most talented um uh not allowing yourself to be outworked is something that you got to pride yourself on for sure and my older brother and um some some people I play with um Derek to be, be one of those are, are people that have instilled that in me as well your, your actual big brother how much tough love was there how much did he how much did he uh, rag on you a little bit when you were growing up a lot <laughs> a lot um and and that's the best part about it. Um, it's always love, but he's always he's always pushing me. Um, uh, when I was younger, I was I was I was always fat. I was a, a chubby little kid, <laughs> and so he'd always bully me. And not like you know, what I mean, a big brother bully me, and and that's he how you do it better. Fat jokes, exactly. And, yeah. You know, but I'd use it to my advantage too. So if I if I ever got him, I'd just sit on him, and he's not going anywhere. <laughs> you know what I mean? But um, yeah, having that big brother who uh, was always just doing the right things, being able to follow those footsteps, but also I uh, always challenge you, and, and and you would get mad. I would always be mad when I lose him in something, and not accepting that. Okay, he's four years or he's three and a half years older than me. He should be better than me right now. He should be more coordinated. He, no, that's my big brother. I need to beat him now. You know what I mean? And that's always pushed me um, to be ahead and playing with older guys like that um, has always been a challenge. But um, that's something that's definitely uh, helped me helped me so far. He, he's seen you have some success now at the Division One level. What's uh, what's Big Bro think of you? Uh, he's always he's always been very supportive. Always proud. Um, he's the reason why I wear number forty. He wore uh, wore forty in, in college as well. Um, so I want to continue that that Benson forty legacy because it's something that um, all the success that I'm having now is is because of him as well. Um, so I want to want to uh, give him that shout out for sure. You you give him some crap back now of that course. Uh, oh, of course not. Those one on one games they get real <laughs> they get real hectic now, um, <laughs> especially since he's done playing. Um, uh, he puts up a fight, but you know. Uh, we definitely have surpassed them for sure, and and I let him know that, and I, we can get this on record too. But there's been there's been some great battles, and it was not easy to get my first one on one win. I probably didn't get it till maybe freshman or sophomore year of college. Wow. Um, you know he was holding it down for a while. Um, How tall is he? He's six eight. Okay. He's six eight. Um, so you got a couple on him now. I got a couple on him, and I've had a couple on him. I remember when I passed him, and I was like, "Yeah, like I, I got you." I, I'm little, bro, but now I'm, I'm taller now. But he's he was always older. He always had some more strength in me. So, 
Um, but when I got that first one-on-one win, that was a big moment. That was a big, uh, that was a highlight of my basketball career right there. It always seems to happen that way. I'm, I'm the older brother, mm-hmm. and you know, I, I was kind of in your older brother's position, ragging on the little brother growing up, and now he's, you know, six one, six two, exactly. Beating up on it, it, it's weird the way that works out. The roles reverse. But uh, one of the things that your teammates continuously say about you is how good of a leader you are. Uh, you've been identified as one of the guys that's been very vocal. Uh, I, I want to talk about your mom a little bit. Y- you've talked about how you're proud of her for being an airline pilot, and and she's obviously in a leadership role. Uh, how much did she help you establish your identity as a leader? Uh, a lot. Um, like I like, like you said, really proud of my mom. Um, it's an amazing thing and such a cool profession. First of all, I mean that's just something. Um, I mean I have like an un unbelievable and kind of like a too much of a trust for like airline pilots just because I know my mom and like the whole flying situation so uh, every time we get on a plane I'm like oh yeah I'm good um but no um as far as leadership um she talks a lot about how it was really tough for her getting into the industry it was a male-dominated field it still mostly is um and there was no room they no room for her to 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 let up um there were days and a lot of days when people didn't want her there people didn't want her in the industry and they gave her a hard time and and they challenged her and and having that 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 will that she was not going to fold she was not going to let these people intimidate her um try to discriminate and get her out of something that she believed in um having that strong a role model in my life and and when things got tough for me at whatever age having someone who I know she's been through so much um be there as, as a rock for me and and continue to to support and and talk me through life lessons. Um, that's that's helped a lot. You know what I mean. And and understanding that adversity is going to happen uh, wherever it is, and knowing that if you continue to put your head down and this is something you believe in, that you stand for it and you keep working for it, um, it's been amazing. So it's definitely a great role model in my life. Growing up, typically parents want to be strong for their kids and maybe not show them some of the hard things that they're going through. When did you become aware of? some of the things that, that your mom was going through to try to break through in her field? Um, you know, like you talked about, they want to be strong, and my mom's one of the strongest people I know. Um, so that's something that she's always, even when she told us about it, it was never uh, she felt sorry about her, about it or she feeling sorry for herself. It was always that, you know, sometimes people are going to challenge you for what you look like, who you are, and um, but you know who you are, and there, you can't let, allow anyone to tell you anything different. And, and being able to to step up in those positions, um, obviously, um, she had hard days at work, and she would come home. But it was never like she came home crying about it, or she was, you know, vent. She would not really venting. She was just telling us about what what needs to be done. Um, and so having a goal oriented person like that and such a strong woman in my life is, uh, has been amazing. When did it hit you that, that some of the life experiences that she shared with you through her profession came back to help you in what you're doing? Um, I guess probably, I'm not sure. I don't know if I could pinpoint like an exact time. Yeah. Um, I think it's just something that's consistently, uh, just been a great, uh, great something to rely on great experience and, and, and mentor to have. Um, but I, like you said, I can't really pinpoint an exact moment where I, it clicked. Um, yeah. But it's always been it's been it's been great. Right. Uh, you, you've you've talked a little bit about your time at Northwestern. Uh, you guys had great success as a team there. You didn't get you know a huge load of minutes there, uh, but you're still the energy guy and you know still encouraging your teammates. What did you learn about yourself as a leader when you weren't necessarily the focal point in the lineup? Yeah. Um, well, 
just overall the whole uh, the whole three years I've learned a lot about myself um, at Northwestern. Obviously, those are three very formative years um, of my life um, that I'm very very thankful for. Um, excuse me, going through those experiences. Um, like you said, my freshman year was some of the the best memories basketball wise I've ever had in my life. Um, we had a great season and made the first time in in uh, school history going to the NCAA tournament. Um, and then the, that sophomore and my junior year, were, they weren't very good years of basketball at all um, as far as team-wise. But, but learning, learning through um, those ups and those downs, how, how important it is to, to remain positive, to continue to work at stuff. Because um, if you continue to push towards what your goals are and you don't allow yourself to be denied success, that you will find a way, you will find a way to, to, to reach what you're looking for. Um, and and being that positive aspect, um, being that energy guy, even at times where we went on some skids and mm-hmm. um, games weren't going very well for us and, and times were tough, um, the relationships that you can build through that and the way that you can impact, impact other people's lives, um, it, it goes beyond what, that, what the final records are and uh, definitely have lifelong relationships um, and, and a brotherhood that I walked away from that. It, did you feel like a leader then? Um my freshman year, uh, I didn't. I just felt like what I had to bring to the table was I just had to bring energy. Um, we had great senior leaders that uh, took care of like all the typical leadership stuff um, that you would think of with team team oriented stuff and and coaches doing a good job. So I just felt like you know it was my job as a freshman. I'm new here. I, one thing I can do for sure is I'll bring energy, um, and that's where I kind of figured out that. If you do that on a daily basis, it's going to make things a lot more fun um, when things are going well and later on in my career um, makes it go- makes it even better um, or find some silver lining when uh, things aren't going as well, uh, right. too. So definitely that. I mean, you're, you're the guy, you know, you've got a bunch of freshmen on this team, a bunch of newcomers uh, like yourself, but a bunch of younger guys, too. Uh, why do you think they trust you to be, to be their voice a lot of the time? Um, I think it's because uh, – well, first of all, the experiences that I've already gone through, um, uh, playing three years at the Big Ten level, learned a lot, and being able to really relay those experiences to them and, and different things that I've learned throughout that process. Um, but I also, um, I think it's just true that uh, people aren't going to listen to someone that doesn't work, that doesn't do the things that they talk about. Um, so I think I had to make it very clear that uh, I'm here to work as well. Um, that's something I pride myself on. Like we talked about the work ethic. Right. Um, that... I set that standard first, um, and they see that I'm upholding myself to that standard, then they're going to listen to what I'm saying, too, because it's not like I'm just telling them to do something. I'm not going to follow it up. Right. That's a a big responsibility uh, to to have people looking at you constantly for an example. What's the hardest part about being a leader? The hardest part about being a leader is, uh, for me, I would say uh, keeping yourself level um, because – through that role, you're expending a lot of energy um, talking to guys, and you're building people up, and you're uh, you're talking about different things. But then, when it comes to yourself, if you make mistakes, you can't allow that to compound because now, if you're looking at yourself and you're getting frustrated, then you're not only hurting yourself because you're getting down, but you're also hurting the team because you're taking away from your uh, your output as well, as far as energy and right. and and pointers and stuff like that. Um, so, keeping a level head and and understanding. Um, when you have to boost it up a little bit and how to relate to different people. Right. Um, which is, it's a, it's a challenging thing, but uh, 
it's a privilege to to be in that position and and interact with people in that in, in that manner for sure. Sure. Let's uh, let's climb the ladder here with the Saluki standards. The second tier there is toughness. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about the mental and physical stuff here in a minute, but I'm curious how tough are classes at Northwestern? Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know there's some definitely some tough ones. Um, uh, I think probably the toughest one if we're talking about tough classes. I took uh, econ my freshman year when we were in our tournament run. And that was that was brutal. Um, I had to take my midterm or my my midterm, sorry, my final um, in a hotel room in Salt Lake City, Utah. Man, um, I was studying for it uh, right after practice, leading up to it, as we're getting ready to play our first tournament game. So all those emotions are building, and even if there wasn't a tournament game, I'm not making excuses. That <laughs> tough, that class was tough. Um, but uh, that was definitely the most challenging. There's really some some good courses there that uh, they'll definitely t- test how how serious you are about academics. You graduated from the metal school, right? The communi- did you get a communications degree? No. So no. I was uh, a radio, television, film, um, which is school communication. Okay. Uh, it was like journalism specifically. Um, but uh, so I was a radio, television, film major. Okay. Yeah. I know we've we've talked about this a little bit. Uh, the stand-up skit that you did. Yeah. 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 Uh, how often do do your friends bring that up for Northwestern? Honestly, well, when it first happened, they brought it up a lot because um, obviously, like, joke around in the locker room and stuff. But it's never like I had any aspirations to do any type of stand-up comedy or anything. And um, I just saw it like because I want I need to take two classes to make sure I was still on pace to graduate early in the summer. So usually take one, so I was taking two. And I was like, if I'm going to take another one, I want to do something fun. And I saw, like, writing for, for improv and stand-up comedy. So I was like, you know what? I mean, I might as well try it out. Yeah. I mean, I want to get into writing anyways and probably comedy. Um, so I was like, it's, it's worth a shot. And so I signed up for it. And they're like, yeah, I mean, you just were pretty much just working on a stand-up uh, stand-up uh, set for the whole the whole summer. And then at the end, we'll perform it at a real open mic. And I was like, oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> let's try it out. And then I invited my teammates out. And they all they all showed up. All, honestly, uh, all the ones that didn't have class or anything, they came and super supportive. And they were they were surprised. And I was surprised how well it went. But it was, it was a good experience uh, all around. What was your best joke? My best? See, the, I didn't have any really, like, hard-hitting, like, like joke standalone, you know what I mean? But like as it flowed together, I think it was more of like a good storytelling uh combination. So I I wouldn't like pinpoint one, but it was like overall it was it was a very it was nerve wracking, but it was a great experience. I saw a little snippet of it on YouTube. It's uh the the black eyed peas stuff was pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for I sure. I like that uh about about growing up with your parents, but uh maybe maybe this is a little bit of a stretch, but being in that performance uh arena in doing stand-up, how much tougher did that make you? I mean, that that's got to be, like you said, nerve-wracking. Yeah, it was definitely nerve-wracking. It was uh, a different nervous than uh, I'd ever had for like a basketball game or anything. Um, leading up to it, I'm talking about I'm sitting there with my my mom, my or no, my dad, my I think my mom was there. No, it was, no, it was my stepmom. I think my stepmom, my girlfriend. I'm sitting there and we're and I'm sweating. I'm talking about my hands are like <laughs> soaked and I'm drinking. I'm drinking water. I'm like they had a pitcher on the table, I crushed the whole pitcher. I started drinking my girlfriend's iced tea, and I get up on stage and my mouth is like unbelievably, unbelievably dry. I'm talking about like I could not even like try to get a word out, and I start going. I'm going like a hundred miles a minute, and I look, and one of my teammates is like looking back at me, he like laughed at something. I was like, oh, like I'm just, I'm good, like I'm good, but. Like you said, uh, it definitely was it was challenging, and uh, it was it was good good uh, practice to get your nerves under control. 
but uh, it's definitely more nervous than I've ever been for for a basketball game. We're gonna see you on late night TV. At we'll, some point, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, I, I get that that YouTube clip going around somewhere. Maybe someone will okay. pick it up and, and see if they need anything. Get yourself a little personal portfolio going. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, speaking of toughness, though, uh, back to basketball. In your mind, what's what's been the the toughest moment or toughest thing you've had to overcome in your basketball career? Um, I think the toughest thing I had to overcome in my basketball career, uh, probably uh, my experience in Northwestern. Um, not playing a lot and uh, fluctuating with minutes, and it's really tough. Um, like I said, I pride myself on being positive and, and putting energy out, but uh, I really struggle with that a lot, honestly. Um, it's a, a mentally a mentally draining draining situation where uh, you know you can do so much more and you want to do so much more and help your team, um, and your confidence takes knocks, uh, you know, and you take steps back and, and you question, you know, like, am I still, am I good enough to still do this? Yeah. Um, is this what I still want to do? Um, and and that's tough because basketball is something that's been so cent- central to my life uh, for most of my life and, and being in a situation where I couldn't impact the game in the way I wanted to or, you know what I mean? And sometimes and then I'll get opportunities too and, and then I wouldn't perform how I needed to. Right. To, to change my situation and so then it's even more uh discouraging and 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 you kind of feel dejected in that situation and and it's tough to overcome that um and but having the right people around me kept my, my mind right like I talked about um with my my family um my teammates my girlfriend people that continue to to support me and, and continue to work at things with me um but going from that um overcoming that and to to get here making the decision to transfer um, which was obviously a tough one too, um, and then coming here and now being put in a role, which is this what I wanted? Um, this is what I asked for to be in a leadership role in a role where I have to be dependent on, and so having that switch from um, where I was at mentally, where I was at confidence-wise, to coming here and now I have to be at a, a higher level uh, every day right. and be someone relied on has been both of those have been great challenges um, and. Obviously, the second one is what I've uh, been looking for, and, and it's a privilege to be in that position like I've talked about. Um, but it, obviously, it's, it's something something new, too, um, being in that position for the first time. And those are definitely uh, some two of the toughest things that I've had to deal with in, in different ways. But um, I've learned a lot from both of them and, and right. very thankful for both situations. Right. It, it hasn't always been, you know, 100% sunshine since you've been here. There, right. there have still been some tough moments, even though you're you're succeeding how much do you have to think back to those moments at Northwestern when things are hard here and remind yourself that you were able to overcome some of those tough moments before? Uh, that's, a, that's an everyday thing, uh, you know, uh, something that I've learned, um, something that I carried over from my time in Northwestern is, uh, you know, having affirmations, um, something that you can go to every day and repeat and look at and, and remind yourself uh, who you are, what your beliefs are, what your core values are. Um, and what you want out of this whole process um, was something that has been really, really helpful for me, uh, especially when I was in Northwestern. I mean, I had them, I just had them taped on my mirror every morning, you know, look at it and, and, and repeat them and then go out about your day and, and come back at night and look at it again and remind yourself, you know what I mean? So, um, but it's definitely, it's definitely something I've looked back on through the process yeah. um, and continue to look at because something so, uh, so formative to my life. Um, and so recent, obviously, um, right. but definitely has been something that I've been able to look back at and and uh, and use as as fuel and inspiration to continue to keep going. What would you tape on the mirror? 
uh, I would have a lot of, st- I mean, it's like a whole, as a, a piece of paper, I'm going to have my whole thing. Um, I'm, I'm not going to go through it like in depth. <laughs> yeah. I could, I mean, I got it locked that's, that's in here, obviously. Yeah. It's, but it's, it's, yeah, exactly. It's for me to, uh, you know, keep locked in. Uh, you know, maybe if it come back on a different Saluki standards uh, <laughs> okay. when I'm getting paid for this, you know, maybe I'll share some of my secrets, but we can't go that far. <laughs> okay. All right. When uh, when you're out in the real world, maybe we'll have you back we'll on. come back. I'll share share the recipes for success. Okay. All right. Let's uh, let's talk about some of the fun stuff, though. Uh, winning, sure. winning championships. You yes, know, you've you've, uh, you've won some regional championships in high school. Uh, obviously, you guys went to the NCAA tournament at Northwestern. How often... Now that you're here at SIU, do you envision yourself, you know, hoisting a trophy in St. Louis at Arch Madness? A lot, a lot, especially as, you know, the regular season's winding down. Um, it's it's coming up soon, and that's something that I was in the beginning of the season. It's further away, and you got to grind through the non-conference and then um, continue to work through that conference buildup, and uh, it's getting closer to a sprint. You know, the uh, season starts off as a marathon. It's getting close to that last uh, that last stretch where time to make a push and and that vision of of rings and and hosting hoisting up a trophy like you talked about is something uh very prevalent on on my mind um and that's not just in games but thinking about in practice um how 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 high of a level we have to be at and where we need to get to continue to work to uh for those things to become true but that's definitely something that uh we're looking for what does it feel like when you get there uh with some of the past experiences what what do you think it would feel like to to win that championship uh, definitely would feel great. Um, and I mean, I don't know if there's really the right words to really describe uh, how amazing that feel. Um, but like I said, it's got something, something that you got to keep working at, that we have to keep working at a, as a team, as a program, and, and just know that if we trust our work and we continue to get better, that uh, we have a good chance at, at taking care of business. There's a, a great picture of you after the Vanderbilt win. In the first round of the NCAA tournament, twenty-seven. You know what I'm talking yeah, about. Well, I'm pointing out. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You got you got both hands in the air. Uh, the shot is from behind you, so you're looking up into the Northwestern okay. crowd. Is that the one you're thinking? I was of? thinking of a different one from a different angle, but no. But oh, okay. I, yeah. The one I the one I saw last night. You got both hands up in the air. There's a huge section of Northwestern people, and you're celebrating the win. What what are you feeling in that moment? <sighs> Pure bliss, man. <laughs> I mean, it, it came down to the to end of that game too. I pulled out a close one and. Man, there's nothing like the nothing like that feeling of of getting that first that first tournament win because being there was surreal in the first place. It's something you dream about growing up, you know, filling out brackets and seeing your your own teams and your own name in those brackets, and then showing up. I'm telling you, Northwestern fans, they came, they traveled. It was it was like a home game in Utah. I'm all purple. Yeah, crowds going celebs crazy. Were out. Yeah, everyone, celebs. Uh, all the Northwestern royalty was in there. Except maybe Megan Markle, she I don't think she was there, <laughs> but I mean it was packed, and we get back to our hotel, and they're lined up back to our hotel, and everyone's cheering, and the band's playing, and it was an amazing experience. Um, obviously, an unforgettable experience, and and loved that group of guys and everything that we we've, we've been through. Now that uh, we know you were studying economics that weekend, could have memed that and said when you when you get done with <laughs> when you get done with economics class or something. Honestly, like that. <laughs> honestly, barely survived that one. Um, but before we wrap this up, uh, when when you look at some of the championship teams you had in high school, NCAA tournament team at Northwestern, and building toward that here at SIU, what are what are some of the common themes between? all the the championships and successful teams you've been a part of uh the biggest thing i always talk about when i I think about the successful teams that i've been on uh our player-led teams um 
just because uh, if you have those those strong player-led teams, then uh, the coaches, all they have to worry about is putting in the plays, making sure we're watching film, getting us better on the court, installing game plan, stuff like that, stuff that they they should be focused on, not worrying about effort, guys showing up on time, uh, right attitudes, body language, stuff like that, everything that should be taken care of um, when you step on the court in the first place. Um, uh, and, and they can do their jobs to their fullest, and then we can learn from them, and we can put out our best effort uh, as a unit, as a program. Um, so play, being a player-led program, um, but I also think there's uh, a, a, a well. I guess there's obviously a big, a big element of of work and putting in extra work on on your own and as a team and having that team bonding aspect uh, as well. And then I mean you got to have a little little a little sprinkle of destiny in there too. Uh, when when it's the right time and guys put in the the right amount of work and everything, and then some some tough shots are going to fall and then some big things. Uh, can, can potentially happen for sure so uh, definitely a mix of different things there's uh there's some speaking in your future isn't there uh we'll see we'll see or writing for other people to speak to yeah 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 you don't want to read your own stuff i mean i, I could definitely read my own stuff you i mean you saw my stand up i, I, can, I yeah. can get in front of the camera too we'll yeah see. yeah we'll see I, what I couldn't tell up. that you had just chugged a whole pitcher of water right you, yeah you, you look pretty tame up there i mean i'm telling you there's there's a there's a, a spot if I, I haven't watched in a while but you can see i'll start off and i'm talking fast i'm talking because you didn't see like you see clips of it and that's when i was calmed down was like towards the middle towards yeah. the end when i first started going i was talking fast and i get my first joke off and then then i calmed down and i started you know getting getting the timing down and everything but i'm telling you that that water was gone yeah <laughs> it no, was gone. I, I hear you i guess my point was that uh you got this podcasting thing down so uh thanks for being athlete number one i appreciate you this, having me this will be historic it is it already is we made it made history today and that's that's a great way to start off. What is it? Tuesday. Start off a Tuesday. Yeah, yes, sir. it'll be Thursday when people hear it. But Thursday, right. I mean, get people ready for the game on exactly, Thursday, right? Exactly. <laughs> All right, man. Good luck the rest of the year, and appreciate you doing this. All right, thanks for having me.